Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. Hello, all you Crazy Cool Families. I have an incredible, incredible friend to share with you. She is coming in and she's going to share this tool that she has created for um, that we're going to share with you guys with all of your kids. But um, what it goes what it goes along with is it goes along with our fight series, which we've been talking about fighting for your family, fighting for what's best, fighting for greatness in your family. And what Julie is going to bring to the table is she's actually going to bring a tool to help you fight with your kids to bring truth into your family. I think that so many times as parents, we, we come up empty handed and we don't know what to do to get God's truth into our kids' lives. And, and if we look at our kids, we have to realize that they are a blank slate and they're constantly being written on, whether it's the world that's writing on them or if they're in the school system, the school system's writing on them. Anything that they see via a screen, social media, um, entertainment, any, any song lyrics, everything is writing on our kids' hearts. And so as parents, we get the first dibs to do that. We get the first opportunity to put what we want on that blank slate. And so Julie has come along and she has created an amazing and incredible tool to help us as parents put things, put scripture to put God's truth on our kids' hearts. And so Julie, welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Happy to be here. And so tell us a little bit about yourself. We're doing this via a Zoom call and I'm in Texas and you are in Ohio. Ohio. So yeah, Mm -hmm. way over there. So tell me a little bit about yourself. You have got how many kids? So uh, my husband and I have been married for 14 years. We have, well, actually almost 14 years in March. We have four kids. Congratulations. Thank you. On the 14 They're, kids and, I mean, on the 14 kids, on the 14 years 14 and years, the four kids. Four kids, yeah. <laughs> um, they are nine, eight, six, and two, and we homeschool. Um, we live in a suburb of Cincinnati, and um, yeah, just kind of doing life. Okay, perfect. And so what it is, so you created this tool, and it's called, let me show everybody, it's called Draw the Verse, and it's just this amazing, amazing, it's, I would maybe I wouldn't know that it's, I wouldn't call it necessarily a workbook, but it is something that the kids draw in. Right. Correct. So I just yes. want to know where, what, like, what, where, what's your heartbeat on this? Where, where, how did God create this dream in you? And then I want to hear about how you made it happen. Sure. So, um, about two years ago, uh, my husband and I were going through this year-long intensive um, church class um, where we met every Sunday night with the same group of people and the pastor, and he kind of led us through all sorts of different um, theology lessons and books and um, just kind of the point of the class is to raise up leaders in the church. So it's this leadership class that we were doing, and the book that we were going through um, when the idea came to me was a book called How People Change. It's by um, Paul David Tripp and Tim Lane. And it's all about how to have true heart change um, instead of just outward change, outward behavioral change is how to change from your heart. Um, And 
the main scripture in the book that they reference is Jeremiah 17, um, five through nine. Mm -hmm. And I believe in the book, it's weeks eight and nine um, in my book. Um, But that passage of scripture talks about when a person trusts in their own heart, they're like a bush in the desert and they're not going to prosper. They're going to be lifeless. um, They're not going to grow fruit. um, But a person who trusts in the Lord is like a tree by the water. And even in a year of drought or, um, even when like the sun's beating down on it, it's going to continue to bear fruit. Its roots are going to be strong. Um, and the passage ends by talking about how deceitful the heart is. Um, so the whole passage and the book that we were going through, how people change were about just how you can't trust your heart. If you trust your heart, you're going to be like that bush in the desert. If you trust in the Lord, you're like the tree by the water. Um, good. And so as we were going through this class, um, I'm like, man, this is so like, impactful. These, these are truths that are fresh and new to me and, um, which I've been in church my whole life. Um, I went to a Christian college. I went to a Christian high school, so I definitely knew the Bible, but a lot of, um, what ends up getting taught is how to be good, how to do the right thing. And so I really, um, was growing from the concept of it's not just about doing the right thing. It's about changing your heart to um, trust in the Lord and to align with his word instead of trusting what I think is right. And so anyways, so as we're going through this class, I thought I want to teach my kids these verses and um, these Jeremiah 17 verses. And in the past, I had taught them verses by um, singing songs or hand Ah. motions, um, repeating it over and over, kind of the typical things. Um, But these verses had that visual imagery of the bush in the desert and the tree by the water. And so so I wrote out the verses on a piece of paper and I told them, okay, draw a bush in the desert and draw a tree by the water. And so as they're drawing these pictures, I'm talking to them about what these verses mean. Um, And that's kind of when the idea first hit me, like, oh, like this is, this is different. This is fun. This is kind of interacting with scripture in a way that we hadn't before. And I was like, this would make a really good book. I should find a book. <laughs> that has <laughs> I love it. I concept. should find one. Yeah. So, yeah. So I looked on Amazon and I couldn't find anything. And long story short, it kind of just kept coming to mind over, um, over the next year and throughout that next year, as I would sometimes think like this would make a good book. We also continued to talk about the bush in the desert and the tree by the water and just making that a regular part of our conversation. And so finally, uh, about a year after that first time when we drew them, um, I just felt this very, I was praying about something completely different. And I felt like God was just like, book, like, kind of like smacked me in the head with like, you need to make this book. (laughs) Um, So uh, from there, I just started taking the steps to, to make it and, and now it's out there. So, yeah. Yes. How did you decide which scriptures to put in there? Yeah, that's a good question. So it kind of had to meet a few criteria. It had to be visual, something that could be drawn. Oh, Um, yeah. Yeah. mm -hmm. And then something that wasn't too long, because there were some that I'm like, this would fit, but it was getting just a little too long for for kids to memorize. Um, And uh, yeah, so that was kind of kind of the criteria when you look for things that aren't too long, are applicable to kids, can be drawn that really narrows down <laughs> the options. So, but mm-hmm. I ended up with 24, I think pretty solid, mm-hmm. pretty solid scriptures. And I've actually gotten feedback like, oh, I appreciate that. These aren't just the typical, like 
Sunday school versus these are ones that like parents haven't even memorized. So yeah, kind of brings some new scriptures to the table that you might not necessarily be drawn to. I love that. Is there, <laughs> um, is there a draw the verse version two in the mix? <laughs> I was, I, <laughs> there's, there's no plan right now. I'm kind of just taking a breath resting from, in it because it just yeah. came out right. February 9th. It just or came just, out. Yeah, yes. So it, yep, it, it, a few it, weeks ago. So, um, or yeah, a week or two ago. Yeah. So yes, taking a break, I am not opposed to it, but I think again, God would have to kind of like smack me in the head with the idea and be like, (laughs) do this and make it very clear. So we'll see what happens. Right, right, right. And so did you do a a test group with other, with kids? Did you, or did you just use your kids or how did you? Yeah, kind of both. Um, I used my kids, but they you know, can only do so much <laughs> and we're yeah, getting a little burned out. And, yeah. Cause they're my little, guinea yeah. pigs. Yeah. Yes. So, um, with each verse, I actually had like two to five other Christian parents that would read through it. Um, and I had them looking for, um, is it theologically accurate and also how Ooh. does it to appeal to kids? And if they had kids, I asked them, please use it with your kids, give me feedback. And so a lot of them did do that. So there's, yeah, it's been a lot of eyes on it to help tweak it. Um, yeah, to make it what it is now. So, so that's that amazing. was very helpful. And so what is your, what is, what do you recommend as the author of the book is the pace to go through the book? Like, I mean, I'm assuming, I mean, I'm assuming, but I don't even know, what do you do a verse a day or do a verse a week or a verse a month? Yeah, the recommendation is a verse a week um, because that really gives you time to go back and review throughout that week. So it's not just a like, oh, I checked it off. Now I know the verse. Like you need to, like I said, that throughout the next year, we would talk about the bush in the desert and we would weave that conversation throughout our day. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I would recommend starting with it, drawing it, going through the corresponding application section, and then as needed um, throughout the next week, look at the verse, talk or look at the picture that you drew, talk about what it means, recite the verse together, go over the application section and the discussion questions if the kids you know, need to brush up on that a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you start start day one and then reference the other parts of it as needed throughout the week. Yep. That's good. And so just parents, just so you know, just to get a visual. So you've got the this page where you're going to draw it, but then she's done. We um, Julie's done all this work, draw it, learn it, discuss it, live it, study it. And so one, two, three. So you could even do one of those each day of the week. I mean, mm-hmm. you could break it down where you could do that it like that. Yeah. And you've got it written out as week one, week two. And so what's the age group that you would recommend using this for? I think the ideal is probably seven to 10 year olds. Um, Mm -hmm. It was kind of written. Boys and girls. I mean, boys and girls. Um, But I only say that because of um, kind of the writing style and also the um, some of the examples I give, like I might reference like arguing with a sibling or some issues that kind of younger kids deal with. But with that said, I've had parents say I've tailored it to my four-year-old or um, I had one review on Amazon where they're like, my teenage daughter and I do this and, you know, it, it's scripture. So it's going to be applicable to anybody. It's just kind of the way I write it. And some of the verses is geared a little bit more towards that age range. Um, So, yeah. 
I love that. And I'm so glad that you mentioned that because I do think that because it is scripture, it, it does bypass all ages. And so I can even see like, does you, when you're, well, a couple of different things. One, I love it that you mentioned the teenager because I definitely see teenage girls, middle school girls loving this. I mean, it mm-hmm. being incredible. Now, I don't know, middle school boys, maybe it depends on how much time they have at home because they tend to want to be out and doing more the middle school boys. But I see that this would be very valuable for those girls, especially because in that age range, they have an identity crisis because the world's lying to them. Mm. And so I think this would be very valuable for them, but even back it all the way up, what is like, what does this look like in your family? And when you're doing this with your kids, I'm assuming that you're doing it with your own kids. Yeah. What's your two-year-old doing? I mean, is he in the room <laughs> with you as you're doing it or is he be, you know, you know, he is the fourth child. So <laughs> amen. God bless the fourth child. Yes. <laughs> Just happy he's, to be here. <laughs> exactly. Yes. He's very good at entertaining himself. I mean, he can certainly, um, well, like I said, it just came out. So actually doing the book together, we've only been a few weeks into it, but yes. Like what's your vision for it? Like you're, mm-hmm. I mean, like you said, it's only come out, but what did, when you, as you were creating it, did you envision families sitting down together or moms with kids or, I mean, what is your. Yeah. So <laughs> it kind of started off actually, my vision was, this is something that a child will do on their own. Yes. But I beautiful. kind of kept thinking like, I would like the parents to be involved somehow because they're the ones discipling their kids. They should know what their kids are learning. So I was battling, like, how do I put these two together? And then I had a friend reach out to me um, who I sent a very early copy of what I had written. And she's like, this would work really well if you had it multiple copies of the illustration for the kids and parents to do at the same time. Um, so that's where the idea kind of sparked to have it be something that where the parents read aloud, everybody's doing it. Everyone's benefiting from drawing the scripture. Um, but with that said, I do say in the introduction that an older child might want to do it on their own. You know, mm-hmm. they can read on their own if they want to do it on their own, that's fine as well. So that idea is the original idea of a child doing it on their own is still kind of there, but it's now kind of evolved into something that families do together. So they're all learning the same scripture. They can all now throughout the week reference, Hey, I can see your being like a bush in the desert. You're turning your heart away from the Lord and have some of these like organic conversations. Like our family has started to have, um, because what I found is that memorizing any scripture of course is wonderful. But what I found with these visual verses is kids really can relate to, what does it mean to be a bush in the desert? Like, obviously a bush in the desert is not going to grow. Like kids can grasp that concept or being a tree by the water, they can grasp that concept. And so since it's something they can easily wrap their minds around and relate to, it makes for a lot more organic conversation throughout the week when that verse needs to be applied instead of rattling off a Bible verse or trying to explain a theological principle that maybe they're not quite ready for because of their age. Um, you can just reference these images that they've already drawn, you've already talked about, they've interacted with, and it helps them relate to scripture a lot more easily. And it helps me as a mom to um, just have natural conversation about it. And these phrases like tree by the water, bush in the desert, um, or another one that I have in the book that we've done is um, thoughtless words cut like a sword. Um, Mm. And so, you know, hey, what are your thoughtless words? 
doing now, cutting like a sword. And obviously they can relate to like what that means. Um, mm-hmm. So it just has really helped to have natural conversation about scripture and bring it up throughout the day without being like, Hey, remember our Bible verse? Let's recite our whole Bible verse. And God says, you know, you're cutting like a sword right now. Yeah. <laughs> right. You want to so. turn your kids away from God. That's the way to do it. <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love that because I 100% agree that we've got to use our, we've got to use scripture as a springboard to all mm. conversation. That's what brings the, that's the overflow of our heart. That's what brings life into our words and our actions, but into our hearts as well. And so I love it. I, I mean, I'm, I, I love it that it's part of what your whole family's talking about. It's the thing you have in common. I love that. Mm-hmm. But I also just had to laugh as you were saying, well, I initially created it as the kids could do it on their own, you know, spoken like a true homeschool mom. Yeah. How many things can I get so my child can independently learn that? Because right. I can't. Sitting at the table all day with all four of them is impossible because the laundry and the dishes and the, you know, Mm -hmm. food still have to be cooked. And so I remember that too. What can they do independently? What can they do independently? So I love your, what you said, it's a hybrid. It's both. I mean, obviously, Mm -hmm. because yes, they can go do that on their own, but then they're going to come show it to you. Then you're going to discuss it. Then, I mean, so it's a, it's a, it's a, and it's a, and, and both. I mean, it's, you can do it together. So Right. I love that. Um, and so do you have any personal stories? I love the story that you shared with how you even got it, um, that how you wrote it and how you did the, the, the whole um, through your church and stuff like that. But is there any other personal stories that you would want to share with us about the, the creation of the book or a scripture in the book or how someone shared something with you from the book or? Um. You know, I think just what I just reiterating what I already said about how it just kind of becomes a natural conversation. And I was I was trying to think about, you know, how have these scriptures practically changed my kid's life? And, um, you know, I'll be honest, my kids are still young. (laughs) They're still very sinful. There's a lot of bickering and, you know, attitude change that needs to happen and whatnot. But as I was really thinking through how has interacting with scripture regularly helps our family. Um, The thing that I kind of came to realize is we seem to have a foundation of that scripture is the truth that our family lives by. And that has evidenced itself in, um, in different ways. Like for example, as I was writing the book, there were times where I would feel very discouraged um, throughout the process. And sometimes I would share that with my kids and they would be the ones coming alongside of me saying, um, you know, God has a plan for this, or you can trust God, um, things like that, where I'm like, okay, they're getting this. Like they, I can see that this faith is real because they're coming alongside of me and their foundation is now the same as mine. Um, or my nine-year-old just shared with me the other day, I didn't know this, but he said, um, about six months ago when he was, had to get a few teeth pulled out at the dentist and he's pretty nervous about medical stuff and, um, doesn't like blood and all that stuff. So it could have gone downhill very fast, but he told me, he's like, you know what I was thinking the whole time 
while I was getting my teeth pulled out was that, um, that God, God means for me to be here right now. God wants this to happen. And so he was just reminding himself that he could trust God, even though he was in a situation that could have been scary or upsetting. He was reminding himself of those truths. And so, um, yeah, just seeing, you know, the daily grind of motherhood and homeschooling can be really challenging. And sometimes you can think, am I making any impact? Um, but when I see, when I took a step back and really thought and prayed about kind of how these things have helped, how the, the scripture has helped our family, when I could see, okay, that foundation seems to be lay, being laid. And when it evidences itself in ways, like I just mentioned, it's very encouraging that we're on the right path. This will not return void and just con- to continue making it a regular part of our conversation. That is so beautiful. That is so beautiful. And I love that <clears throat> your, your older kids are just about at that age where they're, they're turning now and, and from being, from being taught to owning what they've been taught. And so mm. well done mama for, oh, you know, so- for, for digging the, digging the big hole and putting the seeds in there, mm-hmm. you know, for them so that they can start standing on those. And it's started, it's going to be a blessing. We, um, as a family, we um, just read, we read through the Bible in the month of January. I mean, and it was, we just fast forwarded through it. And the the fun part of it was, is we had a text stream. And so we would text what we got out of that, you know, seven or eight or nine or 10 or 12 books, you know, that we had read or um, whatever that was. And so that's what I feel like that this, that this book does draw the verses. It sets our kids up for, having that kind of relationship with us, that we are in God's word together. (laughs) We're doing a project that's based on God's word. We're creating that foundation. Like I said earlier, that springboard for us to have conversation and, and tie our actions and behaviors, but our heart to what's going on in the scriptures. And then fast forward when your kids are 25, 30, you know, that's all they know is Mm -hmm. that, Oh, with my mom, we talk about scripture with my mom, you know, with my family, with my siblings, we dig deep into God's word and we process it together. And so that's, that's amazing. That's, this is a great, a great, great tool. And I wish that I would have had it when I was homeschooling my girls because they would have absolutely loved it. Loved it. Good. That's great to hear. And so we were kicking around the idea, Julie, of maybe throwing one of your older kids on the podcast and asking them what they thought about this, but we didn't give them enough of a heads up. Are they, do they want to? Or yes. They, they um, do? Yes. I can go grab the nine-year-old. It looks like. Awesome. Perfect. So I'll okay. be right back. Okay. And so crazy cool family, while she's going to do that, I just want to encourage you that, and just, just empower you with the fact that you, um, you get to, you get to be the one that puts God's word into your kids' hearts. You get to be the one that does that to them daily, whether you're saying the scriptures or drawing the scriptures or acting out the scriptures. That's what we've done before. We've gotten like little Lego people and and played the scripture out. David and Goliath, um, there's so many ways to bring scripture to life. We've, um, as a family, we would, you know, play games with it. Um, as, or as I guess as, yeah, 
little kids, we would do that. I remember one time we, um, with Molly, we built the, we tried to build the Tower of Babel. I mean, just so that she would, she could see it. She was like four years old, five years old. And so parents, we have an incredible opportunity to put, to hide God's word in our kids' hearts and how we get to do that is how you would do anything. I mean, just use modern technology, use, make a video of them acting out one of the, the scripture verses, whatever, whatever your kids enjoy. Um, Play-Doh. We've done Play-Doh where we've, we've built the scene out or we've um, finger painted just whatever it takes to bring it to life. And we would try to, um, and I'm trying to with the grandkids too, like have the storybooks, David and Goliath. And, um, you know, of course the birth of Jesus have all of those books in their lives so that they're getting a daily dose of that as well. But also the toys, the, the slingshot, this is a slingshot like, like David had that he killed Goliath with, um, the, the, the different things like that, that we can, if we act those out, if we have those, if we talk, if we're talking about those things, goes back to Deuteronomy along the way. And we say that all the time at Crazy Cool Family. Scripture is not a, a, a bunch of words to be memorized. Scripture is concepts and ideas. And it's literally the love of God being put into our minds and put into our hearts so that we can act from, you know, that's where our the behavior comes up, but where we can, we can act from a place where, where God has us. And so I just want to encourage you parents that this is an amazing opportunity um, for you to uh, connect your kids to God's word through the draw the verse and then all the other ideas. Okay. So Julie, who do we have with us? This is Everett. He's my eight-year-old. Hi, Everett. I'm Suzanne. Nice to meet you. So Everett, hi. hi, we're doing what's called a podcast. Have you ever listened to a podcast before? No. Yeah, it's it's just a, it's just a bunch of adults talking um, and then other adults listen to it. And that's what happens. And so today I wanted to talk to you because your mom wrote this book. Did she write this book, Draw the Verse? I think so. <laughs> hey, Everett, did you help her draw the, did you help her at all? Did you say, go mom, you can do it? Mm, I don't think so. You don't think so? Everett, did, have you done any of the pages in this book yet? Mm, some, I think, like three. Yeah, you've done, done the first three or four. You've done the first three or four. Everett, which one's your favorite one? Did you like the space one? Was that one your favorite one? Mm, well, I like them all the same. You like them all the same? Mm-hmm. What are the, what are these? What does this book teach you about? Mm, I think God. Yeah, it teaches you about God, and it teaches the scriptures. Can you can you tell us of any of the scriptures that you've learned from them? What do scriptures mean? <laughs> The verses. I, you're right. That's a fancy word. I'm sorry I used that fancy word. So can you, know, you tell me what this one, but what this verse says? Remember that Bible verse? Well, I can't really read it. It's the really astronaut small. one. It's really small and blurry. Remember the astronaut <laughs> one? The player. The glory of God. The earth to claim the work of his hands, Psalm 
19 one. Psalm 19 one. Good job, Everett. Thank you. Everett, how old are you again? Eight. Eight years old. Well, you want to know what? I think it's super valuable that you are putting all of God's words in your heart and that you're drawing them. Do you, do you remember, um, what did you say that you liked about the book? Um, Oh, yeah, that you can draw and color things at, like, year one, like, anything you want. You like making your own design. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you remember, what was the second week? Do you remember the second week about um, the bedroom? Mm -hmm. About King David? What did he think about? Yeah, yeah God while he was sleeping. He thought about God while he was sleeping. What did we learn from that one? That you can think about God while you're sleeping. Yeah, like while you're laying in bed at night to set your mind on God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you like doing draw the verse? Uh-huh. Thank you, Everett. Thank you for sharing that with us. And so, parents, I just want to talk to you for a second and say out of the mouths of babes, right? I mean, I actually think our kids are very hungry for God's word. I think that they want to be filled up with it. I think that they they have a they have an appetite and a desire for it. And as parents, sometimes we think they don't want to do that. There might be resistance. And so we think, oh, this is too hard. But I just want to encourage you to push through it. And then I want to just tell you, Julie, thank you for being whacked on the head by God and then being (laughs) obedient to God as well. And for doing what he's asked you to do. And moms, I hope that that inspires you that a homeschooling mom of four small children created a book. And while she said it wasn't easy along the way, it was obedience and God blesses our obedience. And so if God's stirring up something in your mama's hearts to, um, to advance the kingdom, then we encourage them, right? Julie, it's worth it, right? Definitely. Yep. All right, Julie, as I wrap this up, is there anything else you want to share with our crazy cool families? Um, I don't think so. Just if they're interested in the book, they can find it on Amazon. If they're interested, I'm on Instagram and yeah, just keep pursuing after the Lord. That would be my encouragement. Okay. So how would they follow you on Instagram? Cause I didn't, is it Perito? Is that how you say your last name? Perido. So at Julie Perido. Okay. Well, that's perfect. All right. Well, yes, I highly recommend it. Yes. Amazon. I ordered my book and it came within like a day or two. And so I, I mean, and it just came out like February 9th. So highly recommended. I would actually recommend you get one for each of your kids. Um, although you do give permission in the back of the book, right. To make a copy of it. So that's actually a good point. You actually don't need one for every kid because, um, there's an illustration in the front of the book, an illustration in the back of the book, and a link to download unlimited illustrations. So you could go through the book with your 10 kids, with your one kid 10 times, with your Sunday school class. Um, so I just made it very user-friendly um, and very affordable where, yeah, you just have access to everything with one purchase. Yeah, that is beautiful. That's once again, spoken like a true homeschooling mom, you know, (laughs) paying attention to the costs. 
All right. Well, thank you very much, Everett, for hanging out with us for a few minutes. And thank you, Julie, once again, for the creation of the Draw the Verse. We appreciate it. And we will be sharing it on our social media with Crazy Cool Family. And then Crazy Cool Families, thank you for listening. Go um, invest in your children, invest in um, Julie's book, Draw the Verse, so that you can get God's word hidden in your kid's heart. Go be crazy, crazycoolfamily.com.